Groove Café. So this is a part of the show where I get to chatting with different people to hear about their lives, what they're passionate about. And today I have Doreen Nelly Champire. I hope I said that right. Yeah. A digital communicator and content creator. Um, even more interesting, she's a sexual reproductive health and rights peer educator and a family planning advocate. Welcome, Doreen. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. How are you? I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you tell people that you want to talk about reproductive rights and family planning, uh, what's the reception? Well, it's always about uh, those things are for the spoiled. I remember when I just started out way back in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, with Richard Hand as a pre-educator. Actually, mm-hmm. I had not just started out. I was now getting more serious with it. Mm-hmm. My friends from the school where I went to, my OGs said, hey, Doreen, don't you get embarrassed speaking about those things? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> they think it's embarrassing, yet it's actually what is happening mm-hmm. because it's an, an arena where you have to say penis, vagina, mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm. pregnancy, mm-hmm. the way it is without having to hide. Yes, or sugarcoat it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which has been the norm in Uganda. Yes, yes. I mean, someone said that's one of the, the biggest issues we have as a country is that we are really highly promiscuous and sexually active, yes. but we never want to talk about these things. Exactly. Yes, we want to hide, <laughs> as you said, bad manners. And yeah. How can you talk about those things? Yes. Actually, uh, recently, uh, um, the Rotary Club of Natete Kampala invited me to speak about this. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Rotary Club has old people. Yes, much older people. Yeah, mm-hmm. so when I was speaking to them, uh, one of them told me, so why should we tell our children to say vagina and not susu? Mm. I said in the English dictionary, there is vagina. Yes, why should it that be That is said? the proper term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that kind of um, sugarcoating mm. and hiding that is there in the country. And uh, I think it's cultural mm-hmm. sometimes and how we've been brought up. We are not supposed to speak about these things, mm-hmm. which is really not a good thing. So that's why I decided to give myself out to being a peer educator so that I can actually remove the stigma that surrounds these issues. Mm -hmm. And also I think because we forget the most important thing, information is power. You can make informed decisions when you know what happens, what kind of situations you can find yourself in. Yes. Okay, I have to ask you, you're Ugandan, born and raised here? Yes. Where is that? Um, I'm actually Mchiga. Mm-hmm. I was born in Kavale and raised there. Then I live in Kampala. Okay. Did you go to school here or back in Kavale? Uh, I went to um, primary school. I went to Kavale. Mm-hmm. Then uh, secondary, I was in Immaculate Heart Girls School in Rukunji. Mm-hmm. Then at uh, university, I was at Makere University pursuing a Bachelor of Science in Population Studies. And mm-hmm. I graduated in 2019. Okay. Okay. Yes. So when did this uh, work with Richard Hand begin? Did you start on this journey before? Were you part of the debate club or different things like that? Oh, uh, Actually, uh, way back in high school, I was that shy girl. 
now. Mm. I had issues with my weight, so I always held myself back. Mm. But when I was going to campus, I decided to break that bubble. I worked on all those issues. Then, mm. as a population scientist, we have um, a section which includes reproductive health and sexuality uh-huh. in the second year and third year. Mm. Other people choose to go with research, the statistics, and all that. So I chose that path and went for my internship at Reproductive Health Uganda with Shenyi Branch, mm. where we had a whole week training in community-based reproductive health. Mm-hmm. That's why I picked my interest. That was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And also, basing on, uh, you know, the university situation yes. is where girls are going through things like unwanted pregnancies, mm-hmm. abortions, uh, relationships. This is the time where they tell us, you know, when you go to the university, you must come back with a husband and a degree. Oh my goodness, what? Yes. What is that? <laughs> I know the degree really... part. I didn't know about the husband. Hey, they say on your graduation, you have to show us the man. <laughs> so girls are in try and error of relationships. So they can present and, uh, someone. Exactly, oh on the graduation. God. Isn't it hilarious that you come from high school where you're not even allowed to talk to boys, don't talk to boys, don't do anything, and then in those few years, you're supposed to show up with a husband. Exactly. To be. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Okay. Yes. Um, so that's how you, you studied sexual reproductive health and sexuality. Yes, we studied it a bit. So when I went for my internship and had more training and mm-hmm. community work in schools, in the village, I remember one of the highlights I got from that um, community work is when I went to a village who had a cervical cancer screening camp mm-hmm. and knowing the language, we share so I would easily communicate. Mm-hmm. One of the ladies asked me, I think I was 20 by then, mm-hmm. she's like, so how old are you? I said, I'm 20. And you don't have a husband? <laughs> You have fallen on cooking stones. Okay, direct translation from my language it means no one is going to ever marry you. You're so much delaying on your father's compound. Oh my God. And I realized this really is not right. Mm-hmm. Another thing that triggered me is when we uh, got to learn about emergency contraceptives, mm-hmm. the postinas. Mm-hmm. And I realized through campus, uh, we always, there was always that 10K the boyfriend gave to the girlfriend in the morning. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> For the pill to avoid pregnancy. Then I realized most of my age mates were actually abusing this pill. That's exactly because I think even with time, it's less effective. You can't use it all the time. It's emergency. No one is in an emergency every week, <laughs> every day. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, so I realized there was a lot of uh, an information gap that needed to be addressed as mm. soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So when I got this information, I decided to look out for um, the P Educators Academy. It mm-hmm. was in 2018, mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my journey as a P Educator started that way. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, you talked about even your own classmates were like, why are you talking about these things? Um, yes. Did you ever have to like tell your family that, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm talking about. Yes, I remember it was a really hard conversation because with richer hand, you have to pay a certain amount mm-hmm. to be admitted to the P. Educators Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more or less like commitment. Mm-hmm. So that at least you go and really focus. Yes. So I had to have that hard conversation with my guardian and mm-hmm. I had to explain to him, you see, these are the things I studied. And you know, Michigaman is not easy <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to convince. So I told him, these are the things I studied. I, I will actually get work through this. Please allow me to go. Mm-hmm. And whenever I went for training, the training was about 30 days. Every mm-hmm. evening you'd ask me, uh-huh, so what did you learn? Show me. 
and I would bring my notebook <laughs> and show him. So it was more or less explaining how this would be in the long run mm. so that he could give me that 200,000 is not easy money for any mm-hmm. any parent or any child. So yes. I had to really explain how this is going to be beneficial in the long run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Do you feel that uh, as young people we have enough information especially when it comes to young girls in school going into university? Well, we don't mm-hmm. unfortunately and uh, the problem is that we are getting a lot of information online through social media through our peers mm-hmm. and it's never filtered. Mm-hmm. Uh, most times the parents actually who are supposed to be the our go-to people mm-hmm. if I hear that sex is good I'm supposed to ask my parent, "Mom, what happens after sex? Is mm-hmm. it only niceness or there is a risk of HIV, sexually transmitted diseases, and unwanted pregnancy mm-hmm. and all that?" So the problem is that we do not get really that much enough information. We are mm-hmm. getting confused from the peers. You can't imagine people uh, how people take the postina pill mm-hmm. as the eh, if I take this I won't get pregnant. They do not know how effective it is, mm-hmm. the risks how actually you can avoid pregnancy in the long run through mm-hmm. a long term family planning um, method yes. and all that so yes. there is still a very big information gap mm-hmm. among young girls yeah you're absolutely right and also mm-hmm. the learn- long term effects that it can have on your health on your body yes god knows what can happen a lot <laughs> okay so what are some of the like the misconceptions that have just you know surprised you on this journey things that i mean you talked about going back to the community and talking to someone who was saying at 20 you're too old that no one is going to marry you yes but aside from that i mean what are some of the things that you have heard and you just cannot believe um the first thing is that sex is all roses Mm-hmm. which it is not <laughs> no it isn't <laughs> i remember one time i met um a young boy he's now my friend i think that was last year Uh, he's um a peer counselor at Mengoeses mm-hmm. and I asked him so what do, what do you do as a peer counselor he told me something related to mine but for them of course they have less information mm-hmm. so I told them in case you're talking to your uh, fellow students at Mengo about sex this is something you need to draw something like um I don't know how to call it where I say this is sex if you have it at the right time it will result into this and this at the wrong time there is a risk with the wrong person mm-hmm. like there is way too much under sex mm-hmm. so we get pregnancy sexual transmitted infections people are doing transactional sex with sugar daddies and mm-hmm. all these big people to get favors yes and the funny thing with that is that there is little bargaining power someone just gave you an iphone 12 and a car mm-hmm. so if they asked for sex there is no you're going to say okay can we protect yes yeah. can we use a condom mm-hmm. no most probably even if they say all day and the next day and the next day someone ha- has less bargaining power mm-hmm. and also another thing is um saying family planning is all about the pills mm-hmm. it has actually a, a very big um kind of component where a person is able to make choices yes and make a decision on when to have a child where at what time so it also brings together things like abstinence mm-hmm. things like patience no a uh, safe sex knowing that you know what i'm not ready to have a child now mm-hmm. and if i want to say have sex i will have to protect myself mm-hmm. but when most of our young people here uh, for me planning they think about the pill 
the injection. Mm-hmm. Actually, another misconception I had is when I was talking to my friends about this postina, they were my classmates. Mm-hmm. So it was not postina, it was an IUD. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I told the girl, but instead of using that postina all the time, why don't you go for a long time, long term method like an IUD, which it can last like five years, yes, seven it years, doesn't have hormones, so it's it's much safer for you as mm-hmm. a young girl. Then she said, "Ha ha! How do you expect?" me to go there and they remove my uterus put it on the table and this was a population scientist at the university I'm sorry she thought that they rem- how can yes. they remove your uterus they just <laughs> insert something to stop things from going where they're not supposed to go exactly <laughs> this, it's, do they call it a coil as well yes the, that's the coil mm-hmm. so when people hear coil inserted they imagine many things Wow. and they fail to actually go ahead seek information ask yeah. me ask me please I will explain <laughs> okay and they use their data to really catch up with a gossip and all that instead of actually searching for these things they Mm -hmm. are there online yes yes i mean i like that you talked about you know when it comes to especially transactional sex that a lot of women find themselves at a disadvantage because you can't really state your terms Mm -hmm. but also i think in general in very many relationships Mm -hmm. you find that the burden of you know uh birth control is on the women yes there are very many young men who are unwilling to also participate or wear a condom there like as yeah. the moment that you start becoming in a relationship it's it, done away with yes actually um, men usually put themselves back they think it's the woman's thing yeah you're that's the one you who see. gets pregnant so you're the one to deal with it uh-huh. that's why you see um when the girl says I'm pregnant, it's the men who run away mm-hmm. because for them they had just come to have sex apparently, and mm-hmm. they don't care about the outcomes. Mm-hmm. So that's when I uh, that's when I tell the girl child, there is so much sex to have at the right time. First, empower yourself with the information. Give yourself that um, that ability to make a decision with this partner let them not be on top of you and say you know what anything I say you'll do because I give you my money Mm. because I have brought you to this fancy hotel put yourself in a situation whereby you can also take yourself to the fancy hotel so you (laughs) taking me to the fancy hotel does not really make me give up my health make me give up my power to Mm. decide what to do with my body because this is my body honestly Mm. and I'll only have one Mm -hmm. That also brings in um, a component of patience. Mm-hmm. Most times you are not patient. You're just out of the university. You've not yet even rented yourself a house of 100K to stay in. But you want to stay in an apartment of $500 a month. <laughs> but it comes with something. There's nothing. Yes, there's a nothing. sacrifice yes. that it comes with. So, you know, I like that you said, you know, ask for information. Ask me. <laughs> she put her hand up. She's like, I am here. Where, where can young women and young girls, young people yes. find this information? Because, I mean, it would be nice if it were taught in schools, but yes. there are so many gaps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, in 2018, there was the National Sexuality Education Framework that mm-hmm. was passed mm-hmm. by the Minister of uh, Education, but it has not been actualized because of different um, stakeholders. And so much resistance. Uh-huh, resistance, because there's this very big misconception. How did I miss it? Where they say sexuality education is teaching children and young people how to have sex 
which is so wrong. It is so wrong. <laughs> because it's uh, it's um, an avenue where we are giving them information, mm-hmm. then we help them make the decision. Mm-hmm. I was actually reading somewhere in a study that was done in South Africa, whereby the children who are given this information delayed to they have sex delayed to have sex because they know the consequences they don't only know the roses mm-hmm. that have been painted the good all stuff over. that they're seeing uh-huh. and hearing everywhere and music yes. and movies and mm-hmm. exactly so they always delay mm-hmm. so um there are so many avenues online mm-hmm. there is um there's the Hesperian app it has all comprehensive information about family planning there is a Saudi Plus app that is by Richard Hand Uganda it has mm-hmm. all that information Yes. Then um there there's so many organizations doing something about sexual reproductive health. UWAF mm-hmm. has an uh, a helpline it's called SUBI. Mm-hmm. These um avenues are there but maybe we do not know about them. I think because that's the issue. as as um when I'm doing my social media work I usually tweet about those things but the tweet with me posing at the beach will get more engagement <laughs> than the one which is saying you guys in case you want information about family planning mm-hmm. please download this app yeah people will uh, be like ah, okay let's keep this mm-hmm. yeah so there's still that kind of uh, friction in absorbing this information and sending it to the next person mm-hmm. which we as of course content creators as people in the media really have to work upon you have to slap it into people's faces <laughs> yes i know that it's urgent they need to know and they really need to take I like action that. slap that information there <laughs> <laughs> people yes. need to know <laughs> yeah and because we are saving you could save a life yes with absolutely that. yes mm-hmm. now you talked about like you know the information being available but also there's sexual reproductive rights yes um many people have no idea what that means maybe you can break it down for us well these are uh, this is a set of entitlements related to sexuality they emanate from something like um privacy equality how someone is able to express themselves themselves freely mm-hmm. as a sexual being mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, a right like to choose a marriage partner yes if this has really so much been abused in african culture i hear in some religions it was mm-hmm. abused uh, because actually, it is your right over your body mm-hmm. exactly i remember one time i visited um a friend of a certain um religion mm. and their family friends so that dad took me uh, was going to drop me home we passed by another friend's um, house of course I'd gone to visit them I had to dress up like them mm-hmm. then when we reached that friend's house he said oh you see today I was coming from uh, this from this uh, man's place and he gave me a bride and here she is of course he was joking mm-hmm. and i thought about actually these things happen that it can happen and you go visit someone and they give you a bride and you have no idea <laughs> whether this this child really wanted mm-hmm. then there is um a right to explore sexuality without being judged mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. most times people, i think that's the part where people are very scared about the sexuality conversation exactly mm-hmm. where maybe someone decides i'm not going to have children mm-hmm. or i'm not attracted to men mm-hmm. and 
without being judged they need to really express themselves that way that is them mm. we need to really accept them how they are then a, a right to consent to sex mm-hmm. whether in marriage or outside mm-hmm. there's always that kind of friction that comes in um, there was something in parliament also mm-hmm. yes uh, there's a lot of conversations about consent mm-hmm. and what surprises me is how they come and then go yes and have a few people arrested and hashtags running and <laughs> and poof, that's and it that's <laughs> the end of that yeah things disappear that way mm. then we also have a right to information about the body about contraception mm-hmm. most times um, young people are really denied this information and even services yes it really breaks my heart when we go to health centers and you're maybe trying to ask about condoms and this person says ah ah those things are for the spoilt Are you serious? Yes, you yeah, do. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you are spoiled. I'm going to tell your mother. There's even that kind of fear you get in, in, in imagine going and um go like to a health center and a person like me, maybe I'm 18 mm-hmm. and have a, a vaginal discharge mm-hmm. and I have to go to this person is maybe my auntie mm-hmm. and she knows who Doreen is having sex. Is going to tell my mother by the time I go home mm-hmm. I find the chiga woman on the door <laughs> with a very big stick. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So if we really give these children the right to actually access information, access these services, mm-hmm. they would actually um they would actually have Make very different lives. decisions yeah, very different very decisions. different because it's from then that you'll be told you know what this is what you did it's wrong or you could have done it better this way mm-hmm. and let us see okay now part of this whole conversation that you keep having it, family planning is also part of it mm-hmm. and i find that most people think family planning is for people who are old married. like oh you have to be married and yes. da, da, da. Uh, and even the married is also sometimes clueless clueless mm. when it comes to family planning what mm. what do we need to know mm? well the first thing we need to know about family planning is that it starts with a decision you make of when to have your child mm-hmm. where like um maybe a decision to know that every pregnancy we get has to be wanted Mm-hmm. Like that's the first thing we need to know about it. So if it's wanted, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Maybe um I'm single, not married, not in a relationship. Can I actually start from the sex because I know pregnancy unless your mother Mary comes through sex. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, and do I really want to have a child right now? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. that kind of question. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, maybe now um I'm married and I don't want to have a child in three years. Mm-hmm. Can I now seek information on what I can actually do? Mm-hmm. Can me and my partner agree about using condoms, using an injection, using what? So um, it's wrong to actually hear misconceptions that when you get family planning, you'll never give birth. When you get family planning, you'll grow fat, you'll grow thin. All those things. Mm-hmm. Those things vary with people. Yes, yes. And people respond or react differently. Yes, because mm-hmm. some of these have hormones yes. and yeah, hormones, you know, hormones. And the percentages really, of people who react differently are very low. It's well. very low. Like people have to click on that small thing and try to really build a very big uh, misconception about it. Mm-hmm. So we need to first seek information from trained people. Mm-hmm. This can be a health worker, uh, the Hesperian app I was talking about it's available on um, Google Play Store and Apple mm-hmm. it actually has a kind of uh, conversation where you 
it's I think it's an AI mm-hmm. where you can put in your information and they help you decide which method would be better for you. They ask, really? Yes. Wow. They ask a number of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for people who would really not want to go to the hospital or anything. Mm-hmm. So there you're able to understand this. I'm having this. I'm having maybe an IUD because I'm still in school and I want to have my child like at five years later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, from there you can go to a health worker and clarify. You can ask a peer educator. You can ask people not everyone of course mm-hmm. <laughs> train people who really know about this family planning mm-hmm. then um, it's also good to, uh, for young people to understand that the decisions they make about when to have sex, when to have children do not only affect them as individuals, they also affect the entire country mm-hmm. imagine all 20 year olds had children mm-hmm. in 20 years those that would be a very big population they'll be no, so jobs what we're going to see from, from last year schools being closed, the lockdown and all yeah. of that we are going to see the effects on a population yes, yes. Mm-hmm. at first it could be an effect on me alone mm-hmm. but it actually goes further mm-hmm. to uh, affect people out there um, the, the, um, the economy mm-hmm. schools, mm-hmm. resources and all those things the high crime rate that is coming there I, I just don't even want to know to, to, to imagine Mm-hmm. Um, I remember still last year, uh, there was, uh, after COVID, there was a lot of cases. Oh, young people are getting pregnant yes, and yes. all that, dropping out of school. They are no longer going back to school. Mm. I thought it was all speaking until I went for a training in Masindi and I met a um, 20 year old, she was around 18 year old uh, South Sudanese refugee. Mm-hmm. She was at uh, Mengo SS for her high school mm-hmm. in senior two. Yes. But when they closed schools, she went back to the refugee camp. Mm-hmm. And by December, she was married mm-hmm. and pregnant. Oh, no. And she was not going back to school. And that was it? That was it. I really so I came in contact with a statistic and it was so heartbreaking like to see this girl she had really pushed herself as a refugee mm, to come to school live so hard leave those schools come to Kampala because she would speak good English was okay but now when she went back to the camp yeah her life changed her life changed and of course there are so many like those out there mm-hmm. that really need to help well, Doreen, thank you so much for joining me um, on the show. Mm. You've shared so much amazing information. And these are conversations we should not be shy to have. Like you said, exactly. we should say vagina. We should say penis <laughs> yes. because these are words. I mean, there's nothing else that is a vagina, though. You know, why you is this an eye and yes. not a choo-choo? You know? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uncomfortable yes. conversations, but we must have them because yes. it affects the future and the decisions that we make. Yes. So uh, how can we get in touch with you? Thank you so much. You've given us all this information where we can, you know, learn more about our rights and choices. But someone getting in touch with you, how do we do that? Well, um, you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Dora Nelike. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll see my bio has that peer educator and all that. Mm-hmm. can also get me through email, champeiredorin25 at gmail.com. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll have to spell the champeire because mm-hmm. it's K-Y-A-L. M P E I R E 
Doreen, D-O-R-E-E-N, 25 at gmail.com. Okay. And also, maybe through my number, 256-704-114583. I'll really be so happy to help someone. And also, as a peer educator, um, I have that uh, kind of skill mm-hmm. to talk to young people in case mm-hmm. you have your children, in case you have your adolescents that you really want to receive this first-hand information yes, from yes. someone who is trained. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today <laughs> yes. on The Groove Cafe. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. Groove Cafe. Rx Radio. Happy vibes. vibes. And sweet connections. The Groove.